But Ephesians chapter 1, we talked about His grace last week. I can't get over it, the grace. I just can't get over it. But this morning I want to talk about a different one. If you read your Bible, I asked you last week to go home and uh, read Ephesians and underline every time you come across His. His grace, His will, His glory, His power, His strength, His might in the book of Ephesians. And if you read it and do that, I guarantee you something will happen in your life and it will change you. And my whole aspect of preaching this is to help you to get a better grip on who He is. Now we know that He is God because He's told us so. We know that He's all-powerful because He told us so. We know that He can do all things because He told us so. But do you know Him as a friend? Do you know Him as one that you can commune with, talk with, walk with, and fellowship with? Do you know Him in that capacity? I I said Wednesday night that we all dealt a measure of faith. But I'm trying to get you to where you move to the next level of faith in your walk with God that you get closer to Him because we're living in a day that we need to get closer to God than we have ever been before. You say, well, how do you say that? Look at what's going on in this world. It is a mess. God's not going to tell you, so all these things have to happen. It doesn't have to happen. You can go by the wave of the grave. And you're going to still meet the God of heaven. But I want to meet Him on His terms. His will. His grace. His glory. His power. Oh, I told you we stand at the doors at the pearly gates of heaven and I don't know how it goes but I like to picture it this way. He says, why should I let you into my kingdom? It's not because I pastor a church. It's not because I'm somewhat of a good guy. It's not because I'm good looking. Come on now. Y'all give me an amen there at least. But it's caused I accept what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. He shed his blood. Amen. Whew, I don't know if I can get started today. His grace. Y'all let that sink in for a moment. You might have a movement here. Let it sink in just for a moment. You might just start standing up and say, Thank you, God. Your grace, your mercy. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, let us stand. Look at verse number 3. Blessed be the God of Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy 
and without blemish before Him in love. Having predestinated us unto adoption of the children of Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasures of His will. To the praise of glory of His grace. Wherein had made us accepted and beloved in whom we had redemption through His blood. The forgiveness of sin according to the riches of His grace. Wherein He hath abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence and having made known unto us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasures which He hath purposed in himself. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, for your, your word. Lord, I ask you to bless the reading of the word. Lord, let it lodge in our hearts and our minds. Lord, let it become so real to us, Lord, that we'll shout the praises of God, Lord. We leave here knowing that who we are and what we are because of him, Father. And we'll praise you and we'll glorify you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Every child of God should be very well acquainted with Ephesians. It is packed with so much doctrinal truths. Uh, it will help you. It will give you. It will save you. Over and over in the book of Ephesians, especially in chapter 1 and 2, Paul uses these terms, His, His grace, we read, His will, His blood, His glory. And last week I said we looked at His grace. I thank God for His grace this morning. If it had not been for His grace of God, hell would be my home. But the grace of God came to where I was and saved me because He got saved. We are in Christ as a child of God this morning. Nothing outside of Jesus Christ have you ever done anything. But inside Jesus Christ it is everything this morning. We've tapped into the riches of God when God saved us and put us in His Son this morning. The book of Ephesians highlights throughout that every, everything in, 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 this, in this world is His. The very good thing is we as a child of God, it's not because we earned it. It's not because we deserve it. Not because you think you are a pretty good person. But by the grace and mercy, He gave us some of what He has this morning. As a child of God, we can lay claim and lay hold of everything that He has this morning. Because we are partakers of His stuff. Because you're saved and you're a child of God this morning. The old story says, I think I've used this illustration before and this seems like a good place to use it. The man had everything that he wanted. He traveled the world and bought artifacts. He bought paintings by Picasso and all these great famous painters and everything. And they were on his walls in his house. He had one son and his son grew up and got drafted into the war. And in that war, his son died. A soldier came after the war and knocked on his door. He said, Sir, I was with your son when he died. 
And he gave me this folded up paper said, would you make sure my daddy gets this? I thought I'd bring it to you. And he gave that folded up paper to that man. And that man opened up. He said, he said it's a rough sketch of a picture of your son. The man took it and opened it up and put it in a frame and put it on the mantelpiece right above his heart. He moved all those famous ones out from around it. He died. And they were auctioning off all that he had. Everybody came around from everywhere there was. We want the paintings. We want the Picassos. We want all these paintings. And the guy came out. The auction has started. But according to the will that he left, this painting has to be sold first. Does anybody want to bid on it? Everybody was quiet, just like they are right here. Anybody want to compete? A bid on it? A dollar? Nobody said nothing. About that time, a man stand up. We, we need to get this thing started. I, I'll give you $10 for it. Is that all right? He says, anybody else want to bid? Anybody else? Anybody else? They said, no. Sold. And at that time he went, the auction is over. What do you mean? <laughs> In his will it said, who hath the son has everything. He got everything. Let me just say this. If you're born again, bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, and you're in His Son, you've got everything. You've got all His riches, all His mercy, all His grace, all His love. You've got everything this morning. Look at verse number 5. Three times in these verses he's mentioned His will, His will, His will. This morning, there are not many people who care about His will. We're living in a society that is high on self-will this morning. We live in a society that is overran with being strong-willed, stubborn this morning. But can I say, to be moved like Jesus, we must get to the place where we say, God, not my will but thy will be done. Thy will be done. Verse number five, he said, having predestinated us under the adoption of children of Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasures of his will. Verse nine, having made known unto him the mysteries of his will according to his good pleasures which he had purposed in him. Praise God. Praise God. Many Christians save people. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the lost people right now. I'm talking about saved people. Or living in a place where it's all about what you want. It's all about what you think. It's all about what you want to do. Listen to me. It's not about you this morning. It's not about me this morning. The Christian life is built on the will of Jesus Christ. God, I meant, praise God. You know why there are so many Christians burned out? Depressed Christians? Because they live their life 
in their own will this morning. There is no way to enjoy a Christian life except to say, God, your will be done. Your will be done in my family. Your will be done in my children. Your will be done in my home. Lord, your will be done in everything. My money, my finances, my thoughts, everything. Your will be done in everything, Lord. So what is God's will this morning? There are people always over and over saying uh, uh, the country claims to know Jesus Christ. They, uh, they say a prayer. But their will has never been changed. Listen to me. Get a hold of this. Don't tell me you're saved. Don't tell me you're bought by the blood. Don't tell me you surrendered your life. Don't tell me that you've done what you're supposed to do and you never surrendered your life to Jesus and is doing His will this morning. Because you cannot walk as a Christian in your will. It must, it must know, I'd say, it is demanded, it is walked in His will this morning. I've heard people all, well, I, I just don't know what the will of God is for my life. Yeah, you do. It's right here in the Bible. He, he tells us right here in the Bible. If you've never changed in any shape, form, or fashion, I'd be afraid this morning. I would come down and I'd get right with God. When you get saved, His will becomes your will. I'm not talking about uh, uh, sinless perfection because we're not like that. But what I am saying, at some point in your life, there will be a shifting of wills in your life from your will to His will. If you still live in your life doing what you want to do, how you want to do it, where you want to do it at, you're still living in your will. There has not been a shift in the will in your life. You're not concerned with God's will, then you got a problem this morning. Therefore, the Bible says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he be a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You've got to have a change in your life. So what is God's will for us according to Ephesians chapter 1 right here? Let me give you three quick things. I'll try to get you out of here before 430. I just don't know. I'm, stu I'm still stuck on grace. I just can't get over grace. I thank God if I was to die right now, it's by His grace that I get to go to heaven. Amen. Amen. So what is God's will for us? First of all, verse number 5 says, Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasures of His will. Let me say this morning, you need to be adopted. You need to be adopted. You say, I, I come from a pretty good family. My last name is a pretty good family name. Uh, it stands high in this town. Uh, it, people look at it and they know who my family is. But I'm not talking about your last name. I'm talking about 
you are in a bad spiritual family this morning. I wonder, have you ever had your name recorded into the Lamb's book of life in heaven this morning? Have you ever been adopted into the family of God this morning? You say, I was, a, I was born a child of God. Everybody's in the family of God. If you keep on believing that, you're going to wind up in hell one day. Unless you meet Christ and born again, you will die without God. You say, why, why, why do you say that? Because the Bible says, for we all are children of God, of God by faith in Jesus Christ. John 8, 44, Jesus looked at that, at that wicked crowd and said, you are of your father, the devil. Jesus would look at people and say, you are of the father, the devil? Do not get upset with me. Please don't get upset with me. But if you're lost, you're not walking in Jesus, you're not doing what God has called you to do, you're not in His will, you're not in His grace, you're not in His love, you are the father of your devil is your father this morning. You saying the devil's my father. If you're not, you either got two fathers. One is either Jesus Christ and the other one is the devil. Amen. Amen. I would be worried if I'm sitting here. I can't claim to be adopted in the family of God. I haven't said anything. I haven't done anything. I'd be worried that the father that I have is the devil this morning. Bible says where sin entered in the world by one man and death. We, we, we blame Adam for all of it. You know what? We like to point back to Adam and Eve. We sin by choice. You choose to sin. I may have been born and conceived in sin, but you choose to sin this morning. You've got to be adopted into the family of God this morning. Don't act like you ain't never lied. Don't act like you ain't never cheated. Don't like you act like you have never lusted in your mind and heart at somebody else. You've never cussed. You never thought a dirty thought. Don't like it, act like you've never had pride. Envy in your heart, in your mind, your soul. Don't act like you ain't never been jealous. Don't act like you ain't never been somewhere you shouldn't have been with somebody you shouldn't have been with. See, you choose to sin. Well, it's just my old nature. No, you choose to sin. Amen. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1, it says, and you have been quickened. Do you remember the day that you got quickened? It means to be made alive. I remember when I was dead, lost without God, and the light shone to where I was at. 
and it brought me out of the darkness and I got born again. God quickened me. I was made alive in Christ. And you have he quickened. You were dead in trespasses and sins. Where in times past you walk according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air and the spirit that work and the, the children of disobedience. That was every one of us this morning. Among whom we also had our conversations in time past and the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of our mind. And were by the nature of children of wrath, even as others. You are of your father, the devil. Does not paint a pretty good picture for mankind. Amen. Our very nature is wrong. Our birth is wrong. Our very father is wrong. But I got good news for you this morning. There's a God in heaven to look down at the nature of this messed up world, at the messed up people that walked around in sin and didn't care. He didn't want, I'm telling you, there's a problem in this world. You know how adoptions are made People will go into a home where they got the kids for adoption and they'll sit there and they'll parade the kids by. You get to choose what do you want. You get to choose a male, a female, a boy, a girl, or, uh, whatever the color hair, whatever they got there, you get to choose. And you say, well, I want that one. See, that's how we look at adoption. We look at it that way. We want to pick. Can I tell you, there was a God in heaven who walked around and said, hey, I'm going to take everybody. Whosoever, he didn't come and says, well, I'll take you. I'll take you. I don't want you. I don't want you. I'll take you. I'll take you. No, he said, who shall ever come will come. Let him come. Amen. Amen. It is His will that you be in the family of God this morning. Are you in the family of God? Are you in the family of God this morning? Praise God. I'm a child of the key. Praise God. I'm a child of the King. You ever go to Lowe's, going to buy some wood? I didn't do, I, I don't know about that. I didn't think about it until I bought some home. Like, shoo, I should have done what other people was doing that I didn't know what they were doing. They'll pull that two before out and they go. <laughs> I thought they were trying to shoot somebody. Piece of wood, boy, you ain't got sense. You're in the wrong area. Well, they was making sure they ain't had no bents. No curves, no defaults, no cracks. I, I pull them out and, and he say, hey, that's got a knot on it. Don't use that one. What's a knot? I didn't know they had knots. It's a bad spot in that one. Don't take that one. Ain't you glad there's a God that says, 
I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been, how nasty you have been. I, I don't care uh, where, how far you've gone, uh, what ditch you crawled out of. I don't care. Just who shall ever come, let him come, and I will take you. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, black or white, Gentile, Jew. It doesn't matter. God said whosoever, whosoever. Get a hold of that. Whosoever. Problem is, we don't want to surrender ourselves to God. We want to keep ourselves in the way that we want ourselves. We've been talking about on Wednesday nights, on Sunday nights. I don't know. We got so much stuff going on in my mind. I can't remember what's going on. On spiritual sacrifices. And the very first spiritual sacrifice says, I beseech you. That word beseech means I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you to present your body as a living sacrifice. I told you, y'all going to learn that one. Holy, acceptable unto God. Not because you're good, but because of what Jesus done through Jesus Christ. Are you adopted into the family of God this morning? You see, the will of God is for everybody to be adopted in his family this morning. The will of God for every one of us to come to know the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ this morning. That's the will of God. Amen. Are you? Let me ask you this. Be, be honest with me. Do you know beyond a shadow of doubt that your name is recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life this morning? I don't want to think. I hope so. I want to know so. God's will is for us to be adopted. Have you been adopted this morning? I can tell you the place, I remember the time that I switched families. Have you ever been adopted this morning? Do you remember the day you got out of the messed up family that you were in and got into the family of God? Do you remember that day? You say, well, I just can't remember. No! You'll know when you switch from darkness to light, from truth from lie. You'll know. There are people all the way through the Bible that you would ask them, well, did you get into the family of God? You asked old Ruth. <laughs> you remember the day you married that man? Got you out of that old Moabite and put you into the family of God? You remember? Oh, well... It seemed like something might have happened back then, then. I just really came. No! She said, I can take you to place. I can tell you the time when I got out of the darkness and I got into the light. We have. Mm. I'm telling you, you should know from the day that you got born again. In the family of God. It is God's will that each and every one of us be adopted into his family this morning. God does not want you to have burl cream Christian 
a little dab of do. God wants to fill you up. I don't know if anybody's ever done this, but I have literally done this. Has anybody went to take a bath and plugged the thing up back when they had plugs? <laughs> I don't know about that. Just somebody told me about that when they had plugs in their bathtubs. I don't know. We had those electric things. And you turn the water on and get ready to take a bath and you, you, your mind says, well, you got to do this. You got time, you can do this. And you start doing something else and, and you just get so involved in doing something else. And all of a sudden, about 40 minutes later, your mind goes, oh, I left the water running. And you're going in there, you run in there, and it's just flowing out in the bathroom and all that water's going in there. You might think, well, just put your bathing suit on, go for a swim. It's that deep in there. You reach over a cup. Of, that's what God wants to do to you. He wants to fill you up so much that it's just overflowing. Not just a little bit. I don't want just a little bit of a God. I want to be filled with everything that God has got for me this morning. Amen. Some of you are living way below your means. Well, I don't think God could do that for me. I don't think God filled me up like that. Well, you ain't asked. You ain't asked. I'm, I'm going to challenge you here in a little bit. Ask. You want to get filled, you come and ask. You say, Lord... I want to be filled. I, I want to feel it just running down me. I want to feel it overflowing me. Why? Because I got everything that Jesus got. He is now my Father, and I'm joint heirs with Jesus Christ and what Jesus get. <laughs> but I'm getting too. I'm going to get it all too, brother. Some of you are living way below your means this morning. You should be abounding in your Christian life. But so many are depressed, aggravated, upset. They're sitting down in the dumps. Have you been adopted to the family of God this morning? Have you received the riches of God this morning? All of them is yours for your soul this morning. You should be abounding in your Christian life. Listen, if you're not abounding in your Christian life, you, listen to me, mark it down. It's your fault. It's your fault. This stuff people says, I don't know what the will of God is. It's just nothing but a cop-out this morning. You don't know what you're doing. That's just an excuse. Listen, that's just an excuse for you to do exactly what you want to do this morning. We're to do what God has commanded us to do. Instead, we're walking around saying, well, God hasn't told me what His will for my life is. Oh, yes, He has. Yes, He has. 
That's just a cop-out so you continue doing what you want to do, how you want to do it, how you want to live your life, how you want to walk your life, how you want to talk. It's just a cop-out. I'm telling you what the God of wills God to hear is to be faithful, to be a witness, to live right, clean right, do right, find your good church, get in it, serve God, hand out tracts, read your Bible, pray. That's the will of God. But there's a problem with so many Christians are looking for what I just said does not excite them anymore. They're, they're, they're not getting excited about old-timey preaching anymore. They're not getting excited by what the Word of God says no more. They're, they're looking for that elusive butterfly. Some of these churches probably are looking for something, but it ain't elusive to them. They probably see it and just can't see it anyway. But they're looking for that elusive butterfly that when they grab a hold of it, they can say, look, God has gave me something new. Or, or they're reading their Bibles instead of the reading the Bibles. They try to read in between the lines and say, well, God showed me something new from His Word. They sure got that out of the Bible because it sure wasn't in the Bible. We got churches like that today. We got Christians like that. They're looking for something that ain't there instead of just letting God speak with them and reading God's Word and getting what God has said. Can I tell you, Christian life is not that hard. Christian life is not that hard. His will is for us to be adopted. His will is for us to be abounding in His love. But also His will is for, to reward us. In whom we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestinated according to the purpose of Him. Who hath all things after the counsel of His own will. That we should be to the praise of the glorious glory. Who first trusted Christ. He said we got an inheritance. God is going to give us an inheritance. And he will do it too. I, I want you to understand something. He adopted me. He abounds in me. And all this yet. But he's going to reward me. I just can't understand that. God's going to give me something. Going to give you something as an inheritance of a child of God for something you cannot take credit for. God is going to give you a mansion. God is going to let you rule and reign over the twelve tribes of Israel. He's going to set you in heavenly places. He's going to give me an inheritance. That's what the Bible said. Romans 8. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, 
Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if the children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. We are heirs. We inherited something from someone else. And did you see that? You are an heir of, we're heirs of God. He owns the cattle of 10,000 hills. He owns all the silver. He owns all the gold. His heaven has thrown his footstool as earth. You get in this picture? We just read all that he has. His grace, his will, his mercy, his power. I'm heir to it all. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Everything that he gets, I get. We all should fall on our face this morning. Thanking God for an old sinner like us. But yet God let us be joint heirs with him. Up in Chicago in the winter months, it was cold. man was walking down the street. He heard a noise down an alley. He walked down there. He seen this little boy trying to get in this box. He said, son, what are you trying to do? He said, I'm trying to get in the box. It's cold out. I'm trying to sleep and get warm. He said, won't you come with me? So he took the boy by the hand, and he walked down the road, and he got down there, and he says, you see that house with a light on it? I said, yeah. Why don't you go up and knock on the door? And no matter what they say, just say, John 3.16. The boy looked at John 3.16. So he went up there, and he knocked on that boy door like that. Old man come out the door and says, what can I do for you? The little boy said, John 3.16. Well, come on in. Come on in. Say, you look pretty hungry. You want to get something to eat? John 3.16. Come on in. We got plenty to eat. You sit down at the table right here. We'll just give you to eat and everything. That boy's eating up. He said, man, I'm in a house and it's warm. I'm getting food in my belly. He said, boy, Clothes look kind of tattered there. You want to get some new clothes? And boy thinking, John 3.16. Come on with me. Changed him out and got some clothes on. And boy was standing at the front door. And the old man looked at him and said, Boy, it's awful cold out there. You think maybe you want to just stay here and sleep in the bed tonight? That little boy said, John 3.16. He took him up there and put him in the bed. That boy got to looking at that snow says, I was out there cold, shivering, didn't know what to do. But this man come by, and he said, just say John 3.16. He says, I don't know who this John 3.16 is, but praise God, I know him today. God's got everything for you because of the God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's what God has done for you and I. What is God's will for my life? To be adopted in His family.
to serve Him, walk with Him, to be abounding in His love, His grace, His mercy. And then you get heir to everything that He has. Join heirs. I am so glad that I am in the family of God this morning. I cannot get to heaven because of who I am. I cannot get to heaven because of what I do. But I can get to heaven because of His Son and what His Son done for me. It's all because of John 3, 16 that I got all what I've got. It's God's will. Listen to me. If you walk out of here this morning... Without God, you're going against the will of God this morning. The Bible says all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You walk out of here this morning and you haven't come and said, Lord, I want to be in that family. I desire to be in that family. And you walk out without him. You are of the, your father, the devil, this morning. So let us stand this morning.